Hello and welcome to the Stuck Brain Podcast. All things mental health with a different approach. We look at the research, but we also discuss real life experience. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Stuck Brain Podcast. I am your host, Eric Osterlin, and today we have a great guest for you. Her name is Jen Smith. She is the founder of Flourish Careers and podcast hosts. She's on a mission to support heart-based career-minded professionals in navigating the changing world of work by resetting boundaries and igniting action to live their happiest, healthiest lives. Jen believes career success doesn't have to be at the expense of a radiantly happy, healthy lifestyle. As a sought-after career and HR consultant, her professional roots grounded deep into corporate America. Jen brings over 15 years of progressive global HR leadership experience across multiple industries and Fortune 200 companies. The reason why I chose to have Jen on this podcast because career influences our happiness, as you'll hear in this episode. So this is an important topic for me and for mental health in general. With that being said, on to the next episode. Hello and welcome to the Stuck Brain Podcast. I have a great guest for you today. I'm really excited. Her name is Jen. Jen, I'm going to have you introduce yourself. Tell us what you're about. Sure. Thanks, Eric. It's a pleasure to be here. So at the core, I believe that career success or career fulfillment doesn't have to be at the expense of living a radiantly happy and healthy lifestyle. So my first job, I'll give you a little background. My first job post-graduation was working the graveyard shift as a frontline supervisor in a potato chip factory. So talk about not knowing what to do. And there was not a lot of happy or healthy in that story. So (laughs) fast forward 15 years from supervising teams in a potato chip factory to a major pivot into human resources to building a college recruiting department for a global company from scratch. I've made 10 plus career jumps, U-turns, steps up, steps down, multiple industries and Fortune 200 companies that have really left me with lifelong lessons, experiences, failures, and tons of surprises along the way, which now as a career coach, so at the end of 2019, I took a leap of faith to step away from corporate and start my own business as a career coach. And so now I use all of those experiences to really help people feel more aligned and happy and healthy in their careers and not do not spend 15 years doing what I did. And hopefully we can figure that alignment out a lot sooner in order for people to feel good with their career. So it's through a concept I call heart-based career planning. It incorporates a ton of different parts. And that's a little of the background and where I am today. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know you worked in a potato factory. That's so... Oh, oh yeah. Lace potato chips, your favorite snack food, Doritos, Tostitos, Fritos, this huge factory that made all the snack food. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so funny. I had no idea that you did that. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. That's funny. Well, let's get started. What is heart-based career planning? Yes. So this is a process or a concept that I like to describe it as alignment. So there are some key factors in your career that can help you feel more aligned. 
And so basically it helps with the alignment and then it helps you maintain energy throughout your career. So I listened to a previous episode, Eric, where you guys talked about burnout and career being a huge piece of that, right? So we work 90,000 hours of our lives. A third of our lives are spent working. And when you when you aren't aligned in your career, that can cause a lot of contrast and that drain of energy. And so the idea here is to bring alignment to you and your career, regardless of what your friends are doing, regardless of what your parents are telling you to do, really about alignment for you, and then a whole process to maintain that alignment. So knowing that we're not going to be in the same career for 30 years like we used to be, you know, th those days are yeah. long gone. So how do we make your career this ongoing, really fun and exciting path that it should be? I always say it shouldn't be all blood, sweat and careers. This should be something yeah. that's fun and energizing and exciting. And so that's really what this process is intended to do. Oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, I have so many questions, so I'm going to start just throwing them out there. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, well, first, first, I want to talk about because this podcast is about mental health. And I want to talk about how career impacts that. And and I'm going to be a little bit transparent and vulnerable here. I'm going to talk about my own spirit experience. Obviously, I know you. You were my coach for career, and you helped me tremendously because I was stuck in a career, which I thought I liked, right? I thought like I struggled to get this online job at a startup, uh, seeing clients online, and I was so just burnt out and actually depressed, right? It was just running my life. And I was like, man, I thought this is what I wanted. And then together we worked together and I figured out kind of my North Star, yeah. right? Like what guides me. And that's kind of what you're saying with the, the heart-based uh, career. Like, so you feel aligned, you feel attuned and you feel like, yeah, this is what I want to do kind of that's feeling. Right. That's right. Yeah. And one just, you know, and I just want to clarify, it's not so much about finding your passion or turning a hobby into a job or doing charitable work or anything like that. It's really more about alignment to you. Everybody's different. You know, you were feeling, mm -hmm. feeling very constrained in terms of your time. Yes. You wanted your time to be free. And when that happened, it just opened up this whole new world for you. And so, you know, yeah. everybody has those different things that where they're feeling stuck in their career. So it's kind of like peeling that back, figuring out what that is, and then aligning it, whether it's, you know, whether it's time, whether it's an, a, an industry that's not a right fit, a role that's really sucking the life out of you, you know, so we really kind of figure that out and then realign accordingly. Yeah. And, and I love that. Like, I didn't realize that I like being efficient. That was yes. one of my things that I loved doing, like, figuring out ways to make it smoother and and easier and just being efficient. And that was one of the things now when I look for a career path, does it have me doing that? Because I enjoy that. You know, do I, I need freedom. I need to be able to say I'm taking a vacation down the road. And so all these little things that I didn't know made me tick, we kind of discovered together, which right. really helped. What is What's the difference between, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, the difference between heart-based career planning and traditional career planning? Yeah, so that's a good question. So I would say I don't know that there's a traditional career plan necessarily because right now we're in such a time of change. Literally, the world of work since 2020 has been turned upside down, and it's it, it had been changing, but 2020 really put 
a spin on things for us. And then the yeah. evolution of technology and how fast and how quickly things are changing, it's it's just evolving so quickly. So when I think of a traditional career, what we were saying early, you, you know, you pick a major in college, one major, usually maybe two, and then that's what you're expected to carry out through your career. We're 17 years old when we go to college. We don't even know who we yeah. are, let alone, you know, be able to pick a, you know, a career path through a major, which, by the way, you know, sometimes those majors don't even teach us how to interact in the real world in, in a career path. And so, so yeah. the idea here is to kind of like break these traditional norms and figure out what industry is going to be interesting to you or how do you want to make an impact? What is the work that you're really good at and that you like doing? So a lot of times we're good at things, but we don't like it. <laughs> and so that's yeah. going to cause a lot of friction for us, you know. And then I love working with folks around lifestyle. So what is the lifestyle that you want to lead? And let's reverse engineer your career path into that. So some people love the remote work. Some people need to be on site. So Figuring mm -hmm. out these things in terms of your lifestyle values and even your core values as who you are as a human in this season of your career and then mapping that to a path that's going to bring some energy to you, you know, that you're going to at least not dread waking up in the morning or getting a stomach yeah. ache every time you log into your computer. I mean, I remember, you know, certain aspects or roles that I was in where I literally could not catch my breath before I was going to start my work for the day. Like I, I couldn't catch my breath. It was yeah. terrible. I was so anxious about what I was going to be walking into and it just was not a fit. So the idea here is to let's do some of that reflection ahead of time. And then, you know, again, knowing that it's not going to be forever. So take that pressure off mm -hmm. and then help you map the industry, the role and your values accordingly. Yeah. And I think what I love that you said there, which I think is key, is that it's not going to be forever. That's like right. that that time period is no longer like my parents right. were like that they got a job engineering you worked that engineer with the same company till you know 40 years down the road yeah. it's no longer like that it's kind of some people refer it to as the gig economy where mm -hmm. we're doing jobs and then we're changing every couple of years mm -hmm. i also think that's hard too right because mm -hmm. it means every couple of years we have to kind of transition how do we help those transit like what do we look for? What's some tools around that? Yeah, I think first is is knowing that it's okay. I remember feeling this itch every 18 months. Like it was every year and a half, I felt an itch that I needed to do something different. I was bored or I was just annoyed or whatever it was. And I always thought there was something wrong with me. I'm like, what, what is wrong with me? Why, why can't I just be happy with what I've got? And I think just taking that pressure off and knowing allowing yourself to say that it's okay to try different things and to know that it is going to be a path. Like this isn't a linear thing and it's not a one size fits all. It's not a one and done. It's a, it's going to be a path. There's going to be a lot of, you know, circles. There's going to be lines up and down. I don't know if you've ever heard of the squiggly career. Uh, there's these two women that wrote a book called squiggly careers, and that's really what your career oh. is. It's, it's squiggly, you know? And so I think, first of all, just kind of taking that that off of you and knowing that you're going to have a squiggly path and then using there's all kinds of tools out there in terms of personality assessments, strengths assessments, uh, any of those tools that can just asking for feedback is another thing. You know, what, what do you think I'm really good at and where could I improve and using that that information to help you decide what you want to do next. And sometimes it can be helpful if you have 
even a longer term vision for your life and your career. And then you reverse engineer that. So, okay, maybe my longer term vision is that I want to be living in an RV, traveling all over the U.S. And I want to do, I don't know, writing and SEO analysis for some companies. Okay, so that's great. That's the long term vision. What are the skills and experiences that I need to learn in order to be able to do that and be effective from the road? I'm just kind of making up an example here. So so then yeah. each of your paths or each of your decisions can be, okay, I want to do this with the wellness industry. So let me go get a job in the wellness industry and marketing. Okay, now I need to learn SEO. Now I'm going to take a course and learn SEO, and then I'm going to apply that in my next role. So it's kind of like bits and pieces. And I always say that part of heart-based career planning is breaking things down into tiny actions because sometimes we have these big lofty goals, but we're like, oh my God, that's such a big lofty goal. How am I ever going to get there? And so it's like, let's break it down into tiny digestible action and then just spend a couple minutes every day on that action. And it's going to add up and get you to where you want to go. Yeah, I love that. I mean, there's so much that you said there. First off, thank you for saying that, you know, we can have an itch every 18 months because I felt that way and I felt guilty. Same with you. Like, man, I should be. Why do I want to leave this job? You know, I'm just not built to stay in a job and do the same task over and over and over. Right. Yeah, I love that. And then also to break it down into small chunks. And we did some of those when I worked with you. You know, I took the personality test. I reached out to my friends, um, which was amazing. I got great feedback, constructive feedback, and honestly, not all positive. Or or it was outside of like, I didn't realize, oh, I was good at this or I wasn't good at that kind of thing. It's opening up those blind spots that when you're in your own Mm -hmm. head all day long, it's so hard. And that's really the power of a partnership with a coach or a friend or whoever you're going to work with just to help you notice those blind spots and help you connect some of those dots. Because it's so hard when you're in your own head all the time. It's really hard to take a step back and really look at things with an objective viewpoint, which is what some of those assessments can do. And then working with someone can take that even further. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I experienced that, all those blind spots. And then I also like that you said that we you, you do little actions and they add up because yes. I've noticed that as well. You take little actions and then over time, time is on your side if you're taking positive actions kind of thing. I think James That's, Clear said that. Yes. And to add to that, James Clear, uh, the bookends. So one of the things a lot of folks have trouble with when they're making a change and they're in a very demanding day job, I'll say. You're in a very demanding day job and the most control you have over your day is going to be in the morning before you start work and in the evening when you end work. So your bookends. Pretty much everything in the middle of the day, you don't have a lot of control over. You're responding to all the things. You're trying to get your job done. So there's a, I call it five minutes to flourish. So this is how I've made every single change in my entire career, including starting my own business was literally five minutes and I'm better in the mornings in the evenings I'm just dead tired so before five minutes before I started my job for the day I would do one thing I set my timer for five minutes and just do one thing to start my business or to start my podcast or whatever I was working on and that just helped me feel so good that I at least did one little thing I spent a few minutes on my next this next version of myself And then before I knew it, I'm leaving corporate, starting my own thing, starting the pot, you know, everything just started working because you dedicate just a few minutes to yourself and your future self. And there's energy there and you get excited about that. And that momentum continues until 
you've made that change. Yeah, I love it. It just adds up. It stacks over Mm -hmm. a period of time. And then you look back and you're like, man, I have actually done a lot over this Mm -hmm. time, even though I was just (laughs) doing five minutes a day. Okay, I got another question. What role do values play in heart-based career planning? Yes, great question. I love this question because it's the core. It's the foundation, your values. Mm -hmm. And I like to separate values when I'm thinking of career. I like to separate values from your core values to your lifestyle values. These are two different buckets for me. And a lot of times people will prioritize those lifestyle values because whatever season career they're in. And so some of those things I was talking about before around, do you want to be remote? Do you want to be hybrid? Do you want to be in office? Do you want to be a nomad, a digital nomad traveling? You know, So what is the lifestyle that you want to lead? What is enough money that you need to make? A lot of times people are always just chasing more and more money. But what is enough? Like do the math, figure out your finances and figure out what enough is and know what that number is so you can support your lifestyle. It could be a million, it could be 80,000, it could be 50,000, whatever it is for you, it's okay. Just know what that is and use that to help you make decisions. And then the core values are things like I really value solitude. I can't stand when my Microsoft Teams is pinging and the phone's ringing and dinging and all of these things are coming at me. I cannot function or work in that type of environment. So knowing that about me, I want to create that environment for myself. That's a core value of mine. Flexibility is a core value of mine. Being able to, I think same as you, go on vacation when I want to go on vacation, run you know, yeah. the dog to an appointment when not having to worry about or tell anybody, that kind of thing. So it's really identifying what that foundation is for your career and then using that to help you make decisions. And I do this all the time with, with my beloved clients. And Eric, I'm certain we have done this at one point where you get you, if, if you come up against a crossroads or you want to make a decision, say you have two different offers and you're not sure which route to go, you can go ahead and list out your values and then rate each of the decisions against your values on a score of one to five. And it will be very clear what your decision is when you rate that decision against your values. And Once you take a little bit of time to figure out what those values are, it can be so helpful as you're navigating a career change. Absolutely. Yeah, we did do that. We we did that. And then I remember, now that I'm thinking about it, one of my core values was I have to feel like I'm doing something good. So the job has to leave me feeling like I'm making the world a better place. That's right. Right. And that's why I left one of the jobs because it didn't meet that ideal. I felt like it was... It was sliding down and it was more about money than mental health. Um, So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I remember doing that. We did one through five on a couple different things and it kind of, yeah, the decision is then made for you. It is. Yes, yes. And, you know, and I always tell people, too, it's it's not just, you know, spending five. It's not a five. This is not a five minute exercise. So your values take a little bit of time. So I always recommend. Think through them. You know, you could, there's lists of values out on the internet. You know, think through them, write, you know, write down your first pass and then go through it again, go through it again and come up with, you know, five to eight core or core and lifestyle values that really resonate with you. Now they may change because we have different seasons of career. Maybe we're home with our mm-hmm. little ones and that's the priority right now, but that might change later, you know, whatever it is. So just know that they might change. But once you spend some time kind of iterating them and getting them down, it will be invaluable as you make decisions. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because when we worked together, the same thing, it, this wasn't done overnight. Right. So I want to make sure all the listeners know we didn't just meet once and it was done. It, it, 
you had to think about it and then actually think you had to not think about it for a while That's and right. kind of let it simmer there under the surface because you'd be doing, uh, I would be doing, you know, like mowing the lawn or doing the dishes and all of a sudden a thought would come up and I'd be like, oh, maybe that's more my ideal. Maybe that's right. more one of my core values. So definitely take your time to think through these, right? Yeah, to, have them, to have them be more authentic and, and uh, real, I think that's is right. a key. Yeah. Okay. Let's ask you one more question. Ready? Sure. Yeah. How can you go about planning a heart-based path? Well, what I would recommend is the first step really is kind of discerning those values. And then the the two other big buckets are the industry. So when I think of industry, let's just use an example, because I mentioned the wellness industry and obviously mental health is part of that. So we've got the wellness industry is a, is a big umbrella. It's, it's very big. It's very broad. And so some people will say like technology. I'm like, okay, well, technology is even bigger than wellness. So let's kind of yeah. break it down. So you've got, if you've got wellness, all right, so do you really want to make an impact in mental wellness, physical wellness? You know, so it's it's really figuring out what resonates with you the most. And you can do things like what types of articles do you consume on the weekends? You know, what what books do you like to read? What media are you watching or listening to? These can give you clues into the industry that would be interesting for you. But if you do have a broad industry, you want to you want to break it down. So like tech, you could do fintech, you could do edtech. You know, there's a million different techs that you could do. So you really want to think broad, but also as as granular as you can in order to help you narrow down organizations within that industry if you want to work for an organization. But if you want to work for yeah. an organization within that industry, it helps you instead of just swirling and scrolling the big job boards to see what jobs are out there. Now you're being very targeted. OK, I want to work in wellness. I want to work in mental health. Oh, look, Headspace. They really resonate with my core values. And I think that that would yeah. be a really great place for me to dig into to see if I would be a fit working there. Oh, they offer remote work. Yes. You know, so you can sort of get an, get a sense of how you start with this big funnel and then narrow down to organizations that are going to be a fit based on your values. So that's like a big piece of it. And then the second piece of it is the role. And with the role, that's really tricky because job titles mean different things at different companies. Yep. There is no <laughs> standardization when it comes to job titles. So that's why I always recommend if you can do industry and company, then you can look at the companies and see what they call different types of jobs and figure okay. out where you're going to fit in based on the type of work that you want to do that generates your energy. So, you know, maybe project manager, but maybe at Headspace, they call it a program manager. Who knows? You know, so you got to kind of figure out what the actual work is and then what do they call it at those ideal companies? And that can help you form a target. So now you've got a target in terms of what you're aiming at in your career, in your next best role. And you can start your job search accordingly. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, one part about that that I really like that you said is a lot of career coaches want to push you into doing your own thing, like being your own boss. And not all that's not a fit for all of us. No, right? it definitely is not. Yes. Yep. And, you know, it's a fit for some, but you have to be very, you know, and you know this, you have to be very mm -hmm. regimented. You have to be very responsible. You have to be able to be creative and figure out what needs to be done. There's nobody telling you what to do. You've yeah. got to. You know, so some people love that. Some people hate it, you know, so you just have to know that about yourself and figure out what's best. And maybe it's a combination, too. So 
Maybe you change industries or change roles, but you have this thing on the side and you want to give it a shot, but you're not really sure. So maybe you start a side gig, start a blog, you know, mm -hmm. start putting some content out there and see, you know, depending on what it is, if it's going to resonate with folks and you can kind of test the waters while you've got your bills being paid, you know, things like that. So I love coming up with different experiments uh, for folks to try as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to jump. You don't have to go all or nothing. That's right. There was a term that you taught me and I cannot think of it and it's been driving me crazy. So I'm going to ask, ask you, when we were talking, remember, I didn't want to quite leave mental health and, and go teach yoga or something. Right. There was a term that you said I had something equity. Was it knowledge equity? There was a term you used. I hate to put you on the spot like this, but I was, I've been thinking about it where you don't want to leave necessary because you have all this knowledge, like I have all this knowledge in mental right. health. I don't want to necessarily go create uh, a yoga studio because then I'd right. have to relearn from the ground up. Right. Yeah. I don't know what the exact term was, but it's a great point that you're making because it depends on the change that you want that you want to make. If you if you really enjoy what you know about mental health and you want to use that in your next best role, we want to make sure that that's going to be incorporated. You're not just throwing it out to throw it out. So, you know, there's in yeah. in and to me that's kind of doing a little bit of an inventory on when you think about a role, take a look at your calendar, take a look at your tasks. What on your calendar, what in your day do you love doing? What do you want to learn more about? Those kinds of things. And then you start to see a pattern. And so for you, Eric, you really liked the core of mental health. You just didn't like how yeah. you were executing that in the day to day. So we knew that we wanted to carry that forward into this next best role. Uh, you know, so I think that it's a little bit of an inventory and then figuring that out and then carrying that forward. But it doesn't have to be linear. It can be in a very creative way. You know, you have a podcast, you're talking about mental health in a podcast. Like that's a very creative way to keep that knowledge and to keep that skill and to be known for that skill, but just in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I came to you, I was ready to jump ship and just be like, I'm going to be a yoga instructor. or I'm going to go be a mountain guide. That's <laughs> I right. just wanted to get away from it. You were over and it. And you were like, but you have all this knowledge. Like why all of a sudden start from scratch? Let's just pivot right. and and change. And I think that was key. That was some of the best advice that I that Aww. you had given me. So I appreciate that because yeah. um, it does help. And I'll, I'll remember the term. I can't remember if, I don't think it was sweat equity. You called it something and I was like, that is brilliant. So yeah, if you think of I'm it, let sure. me know. Okay. Reach out to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else can we talk about as far as mental health and um, career? You know, one thing that just came up uh, as you were talking about that and making, you know, the pivot with the mental health knowledge is one of the other things I like to talk about with heart-based career planning is it helps you run toward something versus away from something. So, so many times, and I think this is what you were experiencing too, so many times yep. in my career, I was like, let me just get me out of this. Like, I just need to run away from this craziness. Like, just get me out of this day to day. But I never knew I was never going towards something until I started forming my own business. So it was always like, okay, I'm running away, I'm running away, I'm running away. But I was never intentional about what I was running to. So I think with heart-based yeah. career planning, it's very intentional. So you're figuring out what that target is, and that generates excitement and momentum for you to move forward with purpose versus just running away from something to run away from something because it's you're miserable. So that was just one thing that came to mind when you were when you were sharing that. 
And I'm, I'm glad you did share that because now that I reflect, you're exactly right. I was just running away from career, 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 yep. and not having a purpose of where I'm running to. Right. Um, I mean, the whole reason why I wanted you to have on this podcast is because career is mental health. Like I see yeah. this all the time and I experienced it myself, but I see this all the time. Clients come in and they're depressed, they're anxious, and then we start teasing apart their life and they hate their job. And yes. for me as a provider, I could give you all the antidepressants in the world, but if you're still stuck in a horrible career that's not making you fulfilled, then it's not going to matter. It's not. Right? It's yeah. not going to fix the problem. Right. And so that's that's why I love the heart-based career ideas because you find a place to move to, you find, um, you know, just what drives you. Yeah. You it, that, it's about alignment, you know, and it's never going to be perfect. We don't live in mm -hmm. a perfect utopia, but it's about alignment. And I just wish someone would have taught me this back in the day <laughs> before yeah. I, you know, I ran and ran and ran my head into a wall and got sick and all of the things, you know? So it's just, if we can, if we can, share this message and in, in the how to so much earlier, I feel like, you know, I, I talk to folks and I say, like, imagine a world where everyone is happy and healthy in their career. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine the road rage would there would be no road rage? You know, the yeah. social media would be happier, like so many, it would impact so many things. And that's why I'm so passionate about trying to help people get that alignment, knowing it's not going to be perfect, but at least we can get mm -hmm. you more in alignment in a way that you're going to feel comfortable and you're not going to wake up with stomach aches and having anxiety attacks, you know, just because of your job. It's it's not worth it. It's not worth it. No. Yeah. I was having anxiety attacks Sunday night. Same. Oh, the Sunday scaries. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it always happening on Sunday? Oh, because I don't like this career that I'm in. Right. Yeah. And you're wasting, you know, your your two days that, you know, you potentially that you get, you know, and, and half of one of those days, if not, sometimes people tell me it starts on Saturday night and they waste their whole Sunday because they're so upset about, you know, the situation yeah. that they have going on with their jobs. And it's just it's such a shame. So absolutely. Well, let's do this. Let's end with one action item that you would give to my clients. What's the very, if, so let's, let's picture the client. Uh, and this is kind of, I was picturing myself. I felt stuck. Uh, I felt, I knew I wasn't happy, but I didn't know where to go. What would be your first action item for that person? Okay. My first action item would be to spend a week doing inventory. So as you're going okay. through your week, Write down the things that you're looking forward to for work, even mm -hmm. not a, even outside of work. So just from a Sunday to a Sunday, write down all the things you're looking forward to. Write down all the things that are draining your energy. So take do it, what I would call an energy audit. So we're going to do an energy audit for a full week. Do an inventory of all the things that you're looking forward to, all the things that are draining, and check out what those patterns are. And there might be some clues. There will be some clues in there that can help you in terms of what kind of shift that you might want to make. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. Do an energy audit. Yep. Yep. All right. So anything else you want to talk about before I let you go? I think we covered it, Eric. It's been a pleasure circling back with you. I feel like we've come full circle at this moment in time. And it is just such a joy to see all of this, you know, I'll just share with your yeah. listeners real quick that when Eric and I first met, he kind of explained what was going on there. And then I'll never forget when we reconnected after he made the decision to go out on his own. 
literally looked like a new person over Zoom. There was so it was you were so much lighter and the smile and the energy was just completely different. And so I'm so proud of you for taking that courageous action. It's it's very, very, very courageous. And so I want all your listeners to know that. Oh, well, thank you. I do appreciate that. Yeah, I was in a rough spot when I met you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so thank we, you. Thank you for you your You got help. yourself through it. You got yourself through it. So yeah. Now, if my listeners wanted to reach out to you, where would they go? Thank you. My website is flourish.careers. And I also have a podcast called the Flourish Careers Podcast, or I'm on all the socials. So maybe we can add those to the show notes if you're, if you're up for it. Absolutely. 100%. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thanks, Eric. Once again, thank you for listening to our podcast. And those of you that have taken time to leave reviews and contact us through Instagram, thank you. You can see the show notes at stuckbrainpodcast.com. You can also visit us on Instagram at stuckbrainpodcast, and you can leave what topics you want to hear next.